Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. John Michael Craig is in the house. I'm Colin Flynn. And you're What's up, Colin? Yes. Oh, Unbecoming yeah, yeah. of Age. We're stopping all over each other right at the start. But that's hey, we don't work out these intros, so it's 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 kind of amazing that we don't just stomp over each other all the time. Or or just have dead air, dead or air, dead air. That's where we get the music playing, so we can just yeah. bounce yeah, this some, up. Sometimes we yeah. kill it. Yeah, you've been you've been bringing the music uh, out quickly the last couple of episodes. Yeah, you know. And, and where does that music come from? My you told uh, me. I can look back here. It's freemusicarchive.org. Freemusicarchive were archives, I believe, right? Uh, I've been to the site. How the hell did you find that? You told me the artist, and I still couldn't find it. The Impossibles, and it's spelled like Posse, Impossibles, B-U-L-L-S. And it's got something to do with, I told you that too. Chuck D. Chuck D, yes, Public Enemy. Public Enemy, Public Enemy number one. I used to follow Chuck D on Twitter, and uh, I don't know, he's, he's usually he's on it, but uh, he occasionally says some stuff that's really stupid, and uh, I, had to, I had to give Chuck D the you're really stupid thing and cut him off on, on the Twitterverse. So, you, ever tweet, you, know. you ever tweet at him? You ever really? Uh, mm-hmm. I just say, Chuck, Chuck, you're really stupid. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. I've, uh, never, I've never read, uh, I mean, I have uh, Ice-T's tweets. I've heard some of his tweets because uh, Diego McLeod, who was on uh, episode yeah. 26, yes. um, he was doing a, doing a little thing on his Instagram account where he would read Ice-T tweets. Oh, yeah, he does a good job. And they're, they're, they're really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Next time he's on the show, I want him to read Ice-T tweets. Yeah, he, do, he does uh, Ice-T stuff very, very well. I like those a lot. Yeah, yeah they're really good. It's a pretty decent uh, Ice-T impression. He is really good. I shit you not. He is really good. That's uh, that to me. I, I shit you not. That is my that's my go to thing when I w- really want, especially with the kids. If I want them to really pay attention at some point, I, I try to hold that phrase back for just special moments where I, I need to make a point. You know, it's is like, it effective? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> you better pick up your stuff now. I shit you not. And then they look at me and smile. Go, okay, yeah, whatever. Get lost. <laughs> Yeah, I've never. There's not one thing I can say to my children that uh, really, you know, drives the point home and really tells them that I am not. I'm not kidding. This is for real, and uh, there are going to be consequences because there have never been consequences. Nothing. Have I shit you not in the in your in your tool bag in your quiver? I'm never gonna. I will never say, earnestly say, or jokingly say, I shit you not. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I just won't. I mean, I know I just said it, but I wouldn't say like. I, it's gonna it's just not. Now that now that we brought it up, at some point you're gonna you're gonna blurt it out and you're gonna go, "What the hell? How did that happen?" <laughs> there has been something that I've been saying a lot. Yeah. Fuck, and and I, I can't remember who. It's not something you said. I don't know. I wonder who I talked to. Oh, it was no. I know it was my it was my friend Ray, Ray, uh, the golf swing shirt guy, and I spent a week yeah. with him in in Orlando for the PGA Merchandise Show, and uh, he complains about a few things. He's like he hates the he hates the expression. He always says one hundred percent, and I'm like Ray, it's not one hundred percent. It's keep it one hundred. There's a fucking emoji <laughs> in red, and it's it's got two red lines underneath it. It's like go one hundred. No one says a hundred percent. Unless you're like a 54 year old dude who hates the thing that you don't even know what the thing is, so he's wrong on that. And then he's like, "To your point, and by the way, and I would I would never say it, but I kept saying it over and over and over again, like obsessively. I was like, "By the way, by the way," and it get, you know when you when you're just annoyed by something that someone else says, and then you say it, but then just to be an asshole, and then you start right. actually saying it. That's what happened. Yeah, totally so, fucked me up. I read this Psychology Today article about the kid thing, and it was basically saying that um, when they get to be the age, uh, about the age our kids are, there becomes a situation turns into a win-win situation for them, which is you're saying uh, whatever it is you want them to do. You're, you know, you're trying to get them to do something. Uh, go 
pick up the stuff in your room, go whatever it is. You know, it, it happens to all of us. And they blow you off. You know, they, they look at you and say, oh, yeah, I will, or I'm going to, or um, right after I do whatever, and they've got you know, something going on. And usually they're walking around with the phone in their hand and looking at that. And uh, you start to get pissed off until it gets to the point where you've asked them multiple times. And then finally, uh, perhaps, not always, but you might get to the point where you get frustrated and, and you say something like, I should you not. And, and, you, and you wish you hadn't said that. And the Psychology Today article said that you just need to, uh, for everybody's sake, uh, especially the child's sake, you need to just get into a, um, a focused habit of what you ask. And if there's any kind of delay, any kind of excuse, any kind of anything you immediately take away something uh, whatever it is that's pleasurable like, give me your phone you know they, they have to hand you your phone uh, if they complain about that then you take something else away right after that bam and it um, you need to get in a situation where it's immediate it's swift it's right there it's bam and and that's what's going on and then okay. they get to know that that, that that the thing is the thing that makes the thing happen or you know, if you do it right and you stay calm, everything's kosher. Okay. All right. Good. I'm noted because I've been having some issues with Kylie, who's 13. She'll be 14 in, in about uh, five months. Yes. And uh, she's she's been very annoying and sassy, like just, just coming back at me. So I'm going to take something away. I think I'm going I'm to cut her hair. Half her hair. She has really long hair. She's a cheerleader, and she That's loves it. dance. Off. I'm just going to cut off half of it, like like with not even like cut it with scissors. Just shave it on one side. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, anything else? Cutting off the other half. Done. Okay, I'm taking it away. Okay, Kylie, where are we going to go? Taking your hair off right now. <laughs> so, she, uh, yeah, she. It was three fucking times I was losing. I lose my. I was losing my mind. That uh, one was when on Friday night. So. Uh, this past weekend, I, uh, it was my weekend with the kids, and Kylie had a dance thing in um, in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Right, I was in Philadelphia. Home right? of the Eagles, might we? Might we yeah, it, it, home of the Eagles, and, and I actually drove Uber and Lyft on Saturday, uh, and uh, while driving around in like the you know downtown center city. They had, um, they were, they, they were putting out barricades. Apparently, the barricades didn't work, and apparently, they, they a lot of good. No, they, and and you know what else they do? And I didn't realize this. I, I had a, a passenger. Uh, she was like, uh, like seventy. She was. We were talking a little bit about the Eagles, and she said that they put Crisco on like the light poles. Really? So that they can't shimmy up the light poles. Well, I saw some videos online. They still shimmy the fucking poles and we're climbing up on the fucking, you know, don't walk signs. And I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I was driving around Philadelphia. I went down there on Friday night, stayed in the suburbs at my cousin's house. And then on Saturday morning at around 730 in the morning, uh, took my daughter, Kylie, my cousin's wife and their daughter, who's about 10, to the same they they were going to the same dance dance workshop even though we live like 85 90 miles away so just a coincidence and weird uh coincidence, yeah. weird coincidence yeah it's uh this it's called footworks and you know how they spell footworks i knew how they spelled it and i didn't even i've never seen it written let's the, see if you can get the, it the works part it was f-o-o-t but i'm guessing works is w-e-r-x well done sir i Did knew I it was it? Uh, yeah you got it <laughs> Marketing genius. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know why or how I knew it. I've never seen footworks in writing, and I just I just knew it. I just knew it. It could have gone with a W E R K Z or S, but it was W E R X. Anyway, it's this guy Darrell Williams. He is this. Um, he's a guy who uh, teaches tap. I think he's like so in his sixties. And uh, do you go know ahead. How you do you know how you spell Darrell? I'm just curious. It's spelled like Daryl, like but pronounced Darrell, I believe. Darrell, Darrell. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right. And you know, he's probably. I'm, I didn't. I didn't see him. I may have seen him, but I don't know if I realized that I see him. Uh, I saw him, but I did. Uh, I'm guessing he's really roughly your age. He's he's like, uh, you know, in between baby boomer Gen Xer, and yeah. he's been doing this a long time. And uh, apparently, uh, Kylie's dance um, school, they do a. Um, a Hamilton the musical tap dance so I don't know if they actually tap dance in the musical but they take the song um, wait for it which is actually a pretty catchy song you know for a musical hip-hop about Alexander Hamilton and uh, and they tap to it 
I got it. Did a pretty good job. And the guy, I'm way behind on the on the Hamilton references about what the songs are like. I'm just now kind of catching up on Rant. So, but but I understand. (laughs) Yes, I saw Rant. Uh, The original cast. Uh, Anyway, uh, so yeah, it was just one of those things where he must have seen them perform. He really liked it, and he invited them to come down, take the workshop, and then later at the end of the workshop, you know, they had like a they had a lip sync contest. They had a jump spin and twist thing they did a they did something else they did they did a runway kind of thing which essentially i wasn't there for it uh and and i asked what's that like uh, basically it would be like um rupaul's drag race that's basically it you just work it work the runway work the catwalk you know Mm. work it just be a little sassy and shit so but kylie on friday night Cameron's like, Dad, can I hang out with my friend Mason after school? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working that day anyway, and I, but I wanted to be done. I was going to be done by like 4, 35 o'clock, and I, I didn't, I didn't want to go too late. It's an hour and a half drive. Like, I'm tired. I just wanted to, you know. So he said, can I go to Applebee's with my friend? I said, yeah, sure. They had a ride to Applebee's. And I, I don't like Applebee's in any way, but whatever. Okay, you know where they're going to be. It's fine. And then Kylie knows that her brother's going. She's like, oh, can my friend Zoe and I go? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah. Um, Zoe's dad can drive us and then he couldn't drive them and then it was like can you drive us and I'm like getting ready to go and then like, and, I, and I drove I drove Kylie and her friend and so Cameron and his friend Mason had already been there for like 45 minutes they're sitting in a booth Kylie and her friend Zoe are sitting in another booth and I thought I was going to go over and see my friend Ray and kill an hour but he wasn't around so now I'm in Applebee's I'm not going to drink at the bar at Applebee's, and I'm not, so I'm like bouncing between Cameron's table and Kylie's table. And Kylie, at one point, she, I get it, she's a 13 year old girl. She's like, Dad, I don't want you to be here. Like, leave. And she was so fucking rude. And I'm like, and, and my, yeah. my, my, my reaction, I'm not gonna do this in an Applebee's, is like, seriously, Kylie? Shut the fuck up and fuck you. I shouldn't have said yes to you going to Applebee's. You know what? Every time you ask for something, the answer should be no. But it's always fucking yes. And it's easier, but it's like, you're. I get it that she's 13. I get it. Like, whether I'm here or not, yeah, I know I can be annoying. I know I can make stupid dad jokes and just... But I'm like, I don't want to be here right now. But I don't want to drive 20 minutes to go home because by the time I get home, I got to turn around and come back and get. You know what I mean? It's just a whole fucking oh, thing. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. endless. Yeah. So she she called like three or four times. She was just so fucking rude, and and I know it's my fault because I'm an asshole. You know. So do you have? Does she have any friends that uh, would would gang up with you against her? <laughs> there I'm were finding, moments. There were moments. Yeah. I'm finding that in our own uh, personal experience, we have uh, especially there's one there's one friend of of Tori's that she's got super good manners, just a really sweet girl, and uh, it seems like when when Tori gets in that mode, she's she starts acting, uh, you know, where she's uh, just just being uh, nasty. That same same thing you just described, same way. I mean, it's just like you're you're totally. It's like you're telling me. It's like exactly we're preaching to the choir here it's like i'm mm-hmm. experiencing the exact same thing right anyway this this friend of hers will look at her and say occasionally she'll be like tori you're you're the rudest person it's like how can you you know say stuff like that just you know she calls her out on it which is kind of uh, i don't know maybe that's rare for a kid to do that but, well uh, she did she did this one friend of hers zoe and so zoe and jillian are very good friends they've known each other for years and kylie's friends with both of them and all three of them used to be able to hang out together and now because it's like the dynamic of three it kind of shifts and changes and doesn't always work but there was a time where they would call kylie out right and and i don't know i don't know if it's my beard i don't know if it's my gruffness i don't know that they don't get me all the time that they may have been a little bit nervous or afraid of me right like i don't know you know and apparently so Jillian really likes me and is fine and is sort of oblivious. And apparently Zoe doesn't like me. And the thing that's weird is, like, I get that Zoe's 14 years old. She's, like, almost a full year older than Kylie. And there are times where she's really sarcastic and she jokes around and she says things. And I kind of, when, when a kid does that, I kind of go back and I play the game. But I also realize that I'm a 46-year-old man and maybe, like, 
when you move that line, it kind of shifts and changes. So it does get yeah. a little weird sometimes. And it really, then it kind of pisses me off because then it'd be like, there's part of me that wants to say to Kylie is like, honestly, if that's an issue and you're nervous about it, then I don't, then don't ever ask me to have her come over ever, not once while you're with me. Not once. Right, right, right. Right? Because it's like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable in my own home. I don't want to change who I am. And I don't have to walk, I don't want to walk on eggshells or have a situation. And I'm friendly with her parents. Like, I've, I've met her parents. Her parents are nice. I'll call them on the phone. Like, I'm not friends with them, but comfortable enough where, because there are some parents that I barely even meet and they don't want to meet. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I kind of want to know, like, where my kids are and whose house they're at and what kind of person they superficially seem to be there's something an amazing amount of, of yeah, there's amazing amount of parents that, that do not do that we have had a lot of gatherings here with a, a bunch of uh, teenagers and it um, like one night I know uh, Halloween last Halloween well we've done it the last two Halloweens there that my uh, Tories had a Halloween party here and it's early in the evening they start at like uh, 6 30 7 o'clock and it goes to like you know 10. So it's not not like a late thing or anything like that, but maybe 20 to 25 kids have showed up. And out of the 20 to 25 kids, I'm guessing, oh, maybe like um, on average, the couple years that we've done it, um, seven maybe parents have made a big effort, you know, just to outreach, you know, come to the, Mm -hmm. you know, come in or or introduce themselves or whatever. So you have, uh, I'm guessing about half to two thirds uh, that you don't, they're just dropping a kid off and leaving. It could be anybody in that house. They, right. they have no yeah. fucking idea. No fucking idea whatsoever. They're just dropping their kid off and leaving. Which yeah. to me is like whack. That's it's like, like yeah. Yeah. It's like a giant know. trust fall. It's like this bizarro and most of the time it's probably gonna be fine. And I know that going into the house, saying hello, Hi, I'm John, Kylie's dad. Yeah. And I shake someone's hand and I say, Hi, thank you so much for having them over. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Bullshit's fake, fake, fake. But uh, well, I, but when they come into my house, I'll be like, "Hey, you want a glass of wine?" You know, I'll, I'll, I try to just. Oh, sure, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and some will be no, you know, or, or or no, thank you. I mean, it's not like they're you know put put out by it, but um, I, you know, I try to carry on a conversation. But yeah, <laughs> that maybe maybe it's just maybe some of these parents are like, "I'm just so fucking happy to get rid of this piece of shit." Like, fuck, this kid. <laughs> well, no, seriously, like your fucking problem now. Honestly, if they don't ever come back, it's okay. It's fine. Well, when you have the sleepovers too, and you'll have, and sometimes they, they don't. That's another one. They don't check in on those. Some of the other, you know, that's crazy, especially I as know. they approach like fourteen, fifteen, because that right. shit is bullshit. It's some round robin, lying ass bullshit, bullshit where all it takes is a triangle of three kids, yes. three sets of parents. Especially if the parents are divorced. Fucking oh, yeah. Hey, we're gonna Divide be and conquer. Yeah, we're gonna be at Jim's house. All right, yes. cool. We're gonna be at Cameron's house. I know we're gonna yeah. be at Doug's house, and then nobody knows where the fuck the kids are. I thought they were at your house. I don't know. Nobody checked. Oh yeah, and we've had kids show up with, uh, you know, like with medication. They like walk in. They'll they'll you'll put the whatever the, p- the pill bottle on the counter and go. Yeah, I need I need to take my meds at whatever time. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's all right, n- you know, I, I that's fine. Tell me, and we'll make sure that you know all of that happens. But when they're doing that and no parent is coming in with them and saying, you know, whatever's mm-hmm. going on or mm-hmm. talking about, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't, it's, it's mind blowing. Well, There's you know, a lot and, of lazy fuckers that don't, don't check. So here's one for like, so Cameron's got this friend Mason. Uh, they, they, the one that, uh, he went to, he goes, they go to the same school and, uh, and they live in the same town relatively close to one another. And they went to Applebee's together on Friday night. Mason's friendly, nice kid. I've met his dad a couple of times, and uh, I think his dad is retired, may have sold his company or something, may have done all right, right? Nice, friendly guy. And uh, so Cameron said he, I'm like, how did you get to Applebee's? He's like, oh, one of our friends, he lives in Mason's neighborhood, and one of our friends from school who has his driver's license drove us. Oh, that's cool. So now I show up at Applebee's, and I'm like, all right, Dad, can you give Mason a ride? I'm like, yeah, sure. W- where am I giving him a ride? Oh, you're going to drop him off at Doug's house. Okay. <laughs> like, what Doug's... So Doug's dad lives down the block from my ex-wife, right. Cameron, and the kids. Okay. Doug's mom lives in my town about seven blocks away from me. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Doug's, um, Doug's at his mom's house. So you're going to drop him off there. I'm like, okay, Mason, does your 
dad know you're going? Like, and I don't have Doug's mom's phone number, right? So it's yeah. like, so no big deal. But now I'm going to drive Mason, my kid, you know, my kid will be in the car, to Doug's house. I haven't talked to Doug's mom. I haven't talked to Mason's mom, Mason's dad. So I send a text to me. I said, I said, Mason, what's your dad's name? Is it Andrew, Andy? Yeah, yeah, Andrew, Andy. Okay, cool. Can you give me his number? Sure. I send him a text. Hey, uh, Andrew, it's uh, John, Cameron's dad. Uh, I'm going to, I just let you know, I'm going to drop off um, Mason at Doug's house in, in Red Bank, his mom's house. Okay, cool. He's like, what time should I pick up? I was like, I have no idea. I haven't talked to Doug's mom. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not even, can't, we're going to Philly. Like, I'm taking my son. Cameron's not even going to be there. But I wanted to make sure that he acknowledged, yes, cool. Then I'm like, I'm clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I get it yeah, that the yeah. kid, I get it that the kid is 15, soon to be 16. But, but all of a sudden, it's like, I, I was the last grown up fucking dropping that kid off like it's one of those weird things where it's like if anything were to happen even though i wouldn't necessarily be personally responsible i was the dude that was like all right i'll drop him off there you know like what Um, if i drop him off there are like 10 cars in the driveway but there's not one grown-up home and i don't know what the and that's what it was like over there because uh Doug's older sister, who's a senior, so Doug's Cameron's age, so they're all Doug, Mason, and Cameron are, are sophomores. And Doug's sister is a senior at the school, and she must have been having some sort of party or something, right? But apparently the mom was home, but I don't know that. I didn't go in the house. I don't know what was going on there. So it's just a fucking – it just drives me nuts. And when I talk to people who agree with me on this, I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't know how somebody couldn't, you know, but there are apparently some either really trusting people or they're really fucking lazy or they just, I don't know, they're just, uh, I don't know, to me it seems stupid. I should never be the voice of reason, ever, ever. Yes. <laughs> if you're <laughs> the right. voice of reason, something's wrong. Yeah, I'm John M. Craig, <laughs> and I should never be the voice of reason. Fact. Never be the fucking voice of reason. No. We, we, we do a lot of the... Uh, the other thing is we we do a lot of what you're talking about the Ubering thing and not, not officially Ubering but yeah I understand driving out. people around right and you've got a minivan yeah 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 and there's all these kids and, and not always even with a minivan but um, there's all these kids that seem to all of a sudden just not have a ride and you're like how the fuck did they get there <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, how yeah. Did we, all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm giving three kids a ride home you know it's like well, what you know and I, it just blows me away that they've they've got uh, you know something going on and it. It pisses me off sometimes because I'll pull in their fucking driveway and there's two vehicles in the in the in the driveway and <laughs> they just don't want to give the kid a ride. They're, they're just like I'm not gonna give him. I went the other night and uh, Tori's got uh, this uh, kid that she's been texting me about. We got to pick up. Uh, got to give uh, Jalen a ride. And he's uh, Jalen and she and I look at the text and it's spelled J A Y L O N Jalen. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, all right, I'm just going to sound like I'm completely fucking racist here. Um, I'm making the uh, assumption. She's got a lot of black friends. She does. I see Jalen, and I think Jalen is going to be a black kid. For, and it, not that it matters, but... Um, Asian? Uh, Asian kid. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I don't mean to step no, on no, you. No, no. We, we pull up to... That would be, that would have been a better story. But um, we pull up to the to the house, and i got to give Jalen uh, props, because usually you pull up and then they've got a text or you know, sometimes I'll just you know start to make a move for the door like oh my god don't go to the door you know it's like <laughs> you know that's like the worst thing in the world if you're going to go to the door and knock on it you know they're trying to text ahead of time and so we've got Alyssa the the friendly uh, courteous kid that calls Tori out on show she gets too snotty she's in the back seat and uh, I've talked to her a little bit and, and uh, you know it's going fine but they've they both have, uh, have uh, texted uh, Jalen or, or uh, you know done something on on uh, whatever app to message him and uh, so anyway i pull up and he's standing out front and, and uh, it's dark and uh he's got his phone up and it's like lit, lit up his face and he's got this hood pulled over his his like really cinched up tight i can tell the way he's got his hood cinched up the kid's kind of a, kind of a little bit i don't know you cinching your hood up that type you're you're not going for the cool factor i guess put it that way um he's he's trying to keep his ears warm but uh, he gets in the vehicle and i look around and i realize this is that's a fucking one it's a white kid named jalen j-a-y-l-o-n i'm like well, which kind of surprised me i don't know i'm being fucking weird about 
about it. But um, so he gets in, and then we take off. We were going down the street, and uh, I realize I'm in this vehicle, and I got three kids, and they all got the f- big ass fucking phones out in front of their faces. I got these three glowing faces in the start car, and I'm like, I got, I'm trying to develop more skills to to try to pull them away from the phones and try to talk to them a little bit, which to me that's a it's a, it's a challenge. It really is. Um, so I'm like, like Jalen, I go, uh, where'd you get that name? Or where'd, where'd, they, where'd, where'd your parents come up with that? And he's like, he goes, oh, he goes, uh, my dad is, is uh, he's like a Bulls fan, I think. I think that's where they came up with it. And I'm like, Jalen Rose? And he goes, uh, maybe. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you would think okay. the kid should know that. Yeah. So. Jalen Rose, I, I'm 99% sure it's not J-A-Y-L-O-N. I think it's J-A-L-E-N. Jaylen I believe Rose. I believe you're correct. And I'm like, okay. I go, oh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of a different spelling. I go, I go, um, I go. You're just, you know, you're Jalen. I go, you're, you're just like a W away from from being like a country boy. And he's like, what? <laughs> I go, well, you know, you could be if it's Jalen, it could be Waylon. And, he, and it's like complete, like fucking look of blank look he's he's got nothing he's like you know he's like holding his phone up and i'm looking in the room here and he's like looking at me like what the fuck is this guy talking about and i go Waylon, you know Waylon jennings he's like i have no idea who that is and i'm like uh okay i said uh, you should google i go you got your phone he's like yeah he's like google uh only daddy that'll walk the line that's the name of a song only daddy that'll walk the line and get the version of if it comes up a youtube thing look for the one that's live on johnny cash okay, have you heard of johnny cash he's like, oh yeah i've heard of johnny cash he goes that's cool you know he's thinking he's thinking whatever so he he finds this video like right away and hits play on it and it starts playing this song and uh if you, if you have a chance, look at it. It's it's a it's a odd video. It's uh, Waylon Jennings when he's really young. He's on the Johnny Cash show, and um, he's got his band. And they look they instead of being like they're they're out, they're playing this country song, "Only Daddy That'll Walk Line." That's very country. Uh, and uh, the, but the band looks like they're like these uh, '60s flower power. It's it's just it's a bizarre video. It's 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 cool to watch. He's looking at it and he's like, "Wow, these guys are cool." <laughs> he's like, he's he's into it now. And I, I was like, "Okay." I said, "Well, all you got to do, all you got to do is that J goes to a W, and you got Waylon going on back. <laughs> you got that as a fallback." He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Whatever." But yeah, you know, jeez. Oh, I think more people. I think more white families should fuck with names with their kids. Why not? Just well, you were talking. You said Mason. When I hear Mason, I, I, we've got a couple Masons. I, I always think that, that that's that's going to be a, a white kid name. But Mason uh, is not. I believe. Shit. Hold on. Hold on. I'd have Mason to text Asian? Cameron. I, I no. It might be Filipino. Indian. No. 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 He. I, I saw. Know. I saw the picture of Cameron you put on uh, on Instagram. Somewhere. Instagram, Instagram where he was sitting with his varsity jacket? tennis jacket. Yeah. 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 Looking very very like not young uh, that's like yeah <laughs> right no, no, what, he, what do you think were, were you i thought i mean he just looked like, like the epitome of the cool white he's <laughs> like the whitest he, of white <laughs> the whitest middle class the, suburban the, um right. yeah the kid the kid you don't like in the john hughes movie the kind of asshole you kind of would like him <laughs> kind of a little bit like the the matt Dillon character in one of those movies yeah that may the jock kid yeah a little bit yeah he was played he was maybe played by one of the van Patten kids like <laughs> timothy van Patten, right he's like he might have had one of those parts he was like salami <laughs> no he wasn't that is nearly as cool that's the white shadow reference google white shadow ken howard by the way did you hear someone died today uh the uh from fraser i was like fraser, fraser finally died kelsey Grammer, that fucking cokehead finally died no, uh kelsey john did. mahoney john it's mahoney his dad yeah his dad the, the, yeah the, he had to cool. be he had to be fucking 90 right he's in his 70s actually yeah that was it he was only in his 70s he looked like he was in his 70s when he was fucking on i gotta curse a lot um no, john mahoney let's see 77 was, i think 1940 mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nineteen. Yeah, he was seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. I saw. The he FBI just year. turned. No, yeah. he. He. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was going to be seventy-eight this year. Yeah, yeah. He. He's probably looked the same for like thirty years. 
That's true. Yeah. That's true. He he hit a look probably when he was like forty five and just never really huh. got past that too much. I didn't know that he was English. I wonder. He's English, really? Yeah, wow, I didn't know that either. He was born in Blackpool, England. Blackpool. That sounds so English. Blackpool. Blackpool? Yeah, yeah, born in Blackpool. Sounds like Lancashire. something you know. You yeah, Blackpool. It sounds like something they'd have for breakfast. You know, would you like it? You know, they have that eggs and meaty <laughs> meat. That that you know, Blackpool. <laughs> But no, I had no idea he was British. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I would not have guessed hey, that. Me neither. No idea. Yeah. Anyway, I um, yeah, I'm I'm completely yeah yeah. He, I just saw that. I just don't know. You know how in your phone you get these alerts and shit between Twitter and fucking Apple News and yeah, you know, just I do. before we uh, we went we opened up the mics. You know, before we opened up the mics and shit, Mike, I saw yeah, that alert. And I was dropped, like, I thought yeah. I was Kelsey Grammer, but it's not no. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey yeah. Grammer's, uh, she's in something big again. They said, I don't know what it was. I, I, I should just shut up. I should not make references to things. I, I did see his name pop up, though, also in something this week on uh, social media. That uh, he's, uh, I don't know, apparently got a big role again in something. It might be something on Broadway. Probably, I don't know. Kelsey Grammer is yeah. 62. That's, 62. Yeah, that's right. That's so the guy right. that played his dad, there's like 15, 15 years between 15 the two of them. Older. Yeah, yeah, and, it yeah, and it was believable. I thought I don't know. it was yeah, actually like, believable. My point is, John fucking Mahoney just looked old for a long time. He did not yes. look young in the early nineties. One of those guys. I, you know, I've noticed that though. Sometimes he, he died relatively young. Uh, it seems like the the people that I've known in my life that uh, have been uh, the people that looked old kind of early in their life they always die young too it seems like they 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 something about that is like it's like the kiss of death if if you're that kid that was in like um seventh grade and you got sideburns you know mm-hmm. probably probably not gonna make it very far you're, you're like the uh i don't know like the great dane of the world you're just gonna you're gonna yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna last long that's that's my prediction i'm just guessing so well, D- like Dick Clark, Dick Clark, how old was he when he died? He died in 2012, God, which is like, holy God. fuck, he died in 2012. He's been six he years old, now. Though, wasn't he? He was He's like born in 1929. 1929. Uh-huh. So he died at age 82. 82. Yeah. But he seemed like he was going to live for it. Did he have a stroke? What was his deal when he couldn't count down from 10? I believe, yeah, I believe that was a stroke. I believe that was. Is that what it was? was? Yeah, yeah. How you doing with the? Uh, how you doing with the? Uh, health? <laughs> uh, I should. I just. I sh- you just. You mentioned the the stroke word. So uh, are you getting I, on, he, enough rest? Are you getting the rest yeah. you need? Are you getting the sleep? I know that was an issue for a while. I was gonna say I, I, I'm not drinking enough water right now. I'm drinking right. a Blue Moon Belgian White beer. Oh, here we are going into that part of the evening. So, um, and usually I, I if I drink a beer on the show, I don't say anything about it because and and it's okay that you did but um i hear a lot of these shows where these guys are trying to you know describe beers and describe bourbons and stuff and i'm like oh, jesus hey wait a second <sighs> you know i mean listen i think like, i i'm like i'm no expert I, I i happen to like a blue moon i'm drinking a beer and uh i'm not promoting it i don't you know i mean but you're not I, trying to describe the uh no the, the, Okay, so I've got my, I'm pressed my face right up against the little uh, windscreen here, you know, like the little pop filter. I don't want to have any pop, so I can't drink it. i got to move my face back, and I'm going to drink it. Hold on one second. Let me just describe. Hold on. you got any floral, uh, any, uh, hint of coriander, any um, mint, any um, uh, uh, mouthfeel? I mean, my mouth feels like I just sucked a dick. Um, it's There's some uh, turmeric. Hold on one second. Oh, wait. Hold on. A little turmeric? I was at a... Uh, it got some bounce, yo. Yeah. I was at one of these beer tasting things. I may have told this on here before, but this buddy of mine was like, he was uh, started messing with people, and they'd say, he was just saying it tastes like, oh, that's like cardboard. It's like licking cardboard. That's, yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, I was throwing up you know, different descriptions of shit like that. But yeah, I have a, I have a beer here. I have a uh, Surly Brewing Company, which is uh, out of Minneapolis, St. Paul, the uh, home of the uh, Super Bowl from last Home week. of the Super Bowl. Yeah, Surly Brewing, which is uh, served, I believe, up there at whatever they call that new Vikings Stadium, whatever it's called. There's some name of it. And I have a uh, beer by them that's called Wet Ultra Fresh Hops. Uh, it is uh, 6.1% alcohol by volume. Oh, wow. It's kind of a... That's a... It's a nice percentage of it. This is 5.4. I don't like IPAs. I don't really don't. 
You know, uh, I was I having this discussion with uh, really? a friend. We went out last. Uh, we went out Friday with uh, with some couples, kind of a couples thing. It wasn't all, it wasn't all couples. There was there's uh, some uh, some other folks there. But um, we went uh, to this. Uh, we have this local uh, place. It's called Black Sheep. That is a really nice uh, restaurant. They've got a uh, attached to it. There's a um, they have a brewery. That's it's it's a really nice place. But anyway, um, we're there, and I was having this discussion with people, and I, I was kind of the same thing. It's like uh, everybody. Okay, so in the winter at least around iowa when it's cold like it is we had six seven inches of snow today it's going to be five below overnight tonight um people start drinking stouts and the you know the, the porters and the stouts and the dark beers and, and i'm not opposed to that at all but then it seems like when everybody uh quits drinking that if you're a craft beer person they go right away to the ipa thing which um there's a whole bunch of other kinds of beer that is really i think like these sours and kolsch beers and a bunch of stuff like that's that's kind of down the middle that um a lot of people don't experience and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do more of that too i i, I can drink uh the ipas i think a lot of them are uh really overdone i think a lot of them are bitter for bitter sake um i think they throw um, a lot of weird shit at it because people will, will buy it and uh they're they're not always as as good as what they're what they're uh, what you'd hope they would be. But the Surly Beer Company up in uh, the Twin Cities, up in Minneapolis, St. Paul, they're they're doing outstanding work. They they've got some good stuff. But anyway, that's my uh, that's my ad for those guys. But uh, yeah, Applebee's. You talked about them. I, just, I saw Applebee's, yeah, Applebee's was yeah. uh, Applebee's has got some big drink specials going on every month now. They've got a uh, uh, I can't remember. Bahama Mama this month is uh, a dollar. You can buy dollar Bahama Mamas at Applebee's. Ba- dollar Bahama Mamas. I, mean, I was in the. I went into the bathroom at, at, at an Applebee's, and this mother. I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm a man child. I behave like I'm an infantile, ridiculous person. I know that. Okay. I walked into the bathroom. There was a guy that walked in there. Uh, I'm. I'm 46, born in 1971. He went to the bathroom, and, and the guy, another guy walks in, and he's he's got to be in his 50s, mid-50s, I'm putting him. But he could have been my age. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not, I don't get it. It's not, it's not about the age. He walks in the fucking bathroom, and he burps, and he farts, okay? <laughs> and, and, like, and I'm like, I know you're in a fucking bathroom, but he didn't wait to go. It was like he just went to the urinal. And, and I really want to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, he, I get it. He may have been at the bar drinking. What the fuck is... He just... I, I, yeah. It makes me very... I'm like, I get to a point where it's it's one thing if he had a friend with him, right? Like, if he did it, went into the bathroom, and he kind of did it, and he did it for his friend, and his friend was amused by it, I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah. What the fuck? I understand some people can't control their bodily functions. Maybe he's got fucking IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. But I just want to be like... You're a fucking so, piece of shit. <laughs> it's it's highly possible, uh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll go play kind of devil's advocate. Here. Yes, <laughs> it's it's highly possible that he was there with maybe with a, a significant other, a first date, or or maybe something <laughs> like that, and he had been holding this fart forever. Okay, I'm gonna just, I I appreciate got, where you're coming from. He got okay. in there and he's like, mm-hmm, oh my god, mm-hmm, it's time mm-hmm. to let this thing go and just. You know, okay. there you go. So, if this were the case, I want a time machine to see the fucking miserable, ugly, disgusting person or person that made the worst choice of their life going on a date with this guy. <laughs> I, I used to work with this guy that I swear to God, he made it a point to um, get into the bathroom just before somebody else would and he would get into the stall. And uh, when he got into the stall, he would just let it blow. Mm. It was like mm-hmm. you heard you heard noises coming out of there that sounded like uh, sheep were being birthed. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. he, it's like what in the hell? <laughs> it's almost it's it's disgusting as it is. That's almost impressive. I can yeah, almost it, give that guy a pass. Yeah, it's like he took pleasure. And the other thing he would he would do that I thought was really strange. That I think is is really disturbing. Is um, he always seemed to kind of. Uh, as this was going on, you know that little crack. If if you're in the stall and there's a little crack between the door, that's maybe like three quarters of an inch. Where if you get the angle just right, you can look through the crack and you can maybe for just like a millisecond oh, you can see the yeah. person in there. Yeah, yeah, I've been there so tried, many times. Yeah, he always tried to kind of get his eyes up by that. It seemed like to me, and as you went by, you, somehow you, you you got eye contact I, with the guy, and it was oh like you, you felt like you had to quit because you heard that, and then you. 
he had eye contact with him. It's like, I, gotta, I, I need a different job. I just got to get, I just got to fucking get out of here. It's like, what's that all about? But yeah. I was, I was in, uh, not so long ago, I was in downtown Manhattan. So uh, the former side of the World Trade Center is now you've got the Freedom Tower and you've got this Oculus and it's like um, Westfield and Brookfield or they own these, uh, it's, they, they have shops, right? And, and then down at the World Trade Center, they used to have shops. I used to live down there and I didn't, nine to five, I was at work in another neighborhood. And for me, it was just a huge mall. Like it was like, and, and that's what it's like again. And they've got Italy. Italy is this like, just huge Italian market that's owned by um, by what's his name uh, Mario Batali, right? Maybe he's Batali. not involved with it much anymore because he had some of the uh, Me Too sexual harassment shit. But anyway, I walk into Italy and it's so many fucking tourists and so many, and they have bathrooms up there. So one day I was up there, I was getting something to eat, and I go into the bathroom, and they've got two bathroom stalls and like two urinals, and I. I had to go to the bathroom. I had to sit down. I had to. I, I'm not a big fan of talking about farting and bodily function. I'm really not. I just don't. Every it's rare that it's funny to me. I just don't. I you know I have a sense of humor, but whatever. It's not my thing. It's very base. And and I walk into this bathroom and I'm just waiting. And my stomach is in knots. I'm like, holy shit! There was a dude that was in there, and it was just like you said. It was like there was that little crack where you can kind of see him. Be like, what the fuck is that dude doing? <laughs> like, are you reading a fucking book? Like, is it what? Is it you do, like, and it, I, mean, I mean, we're not talking three minutes. We're not talking seven minutes. We're talking like fucking 18, two fucking people. At one point, I think the dude was fucking naked. I think the guy worked there. I'm like, what the, f-? like, we're like, I, I don't want to be confrontational in that moment. And I, everyone has, is allowed to have their, it's, but it I mean, if there are like 30 stalls, cool. Right. But there yes. are only two, like, <laughs> Fucking hurry up, dude. I'm pacing in the bathroom. People are coming in. People are coming out. They're fucking washing. And everyone's fucking European or Italian or whatever. And it's just oh. like I'm just standing there like a creep. Like I'm like now I'm the weird dude. Well, I mean, I am, but I don't want to be in here. I fucking hate it. I don't want to be that weird guy. I want to be the other weird guy. You know what's I think even stranger sometimes because uh, we have, we in the United States, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of overweight people. And there's these dudes. <laughs> The, the, yes, these dudes that get false, get to, false. Get to, I'm going to counterpoint. Yes, Let's debate this right. after. Right. We do not so have overweight to, dudes. All right, so these dudes get to the <laughs> urinal, and uh-huh. they they're trying to uh, okay first, f- I guess physically locate the, what the junk and figure out you know what's going on, and they're like trying to you know lean back, leg to the right, um, you know pants with uh, their right hand trying to hold it down, trying. <laughs> <laughs> one leg on the wall trying to like wiggle around somehow so they can get the angle right and there's it's like just to try to actually point their dick in the directional of the <laughs> urinal and get it down the drain is like the hardest thing in the world because of the you know it's like you know they're it, you know you, this big round globe comes in and tries to <laughs> use something that it hasn't seen in like 12 years <laughs> <laughs> and uh, locate that and point it towards it's god it's like yeah sometimes I'm like I'm just it's alright it's too much it's too much for me you got a counterpoint on that one probably probably not I'm no, no no that falls into the category of like things that I don't I don't even want to think about and, 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 so like, here's the thing I, I don't like to judge really fat people Right, but when it gets to the point where you're so fucking fat, there were there are rolls and there's weird shit going on. It's like I don't know. I'm like, I get to a point where I'm like, I would never want to take my shirt off. I don't want to go to the beach. I'm like, holy shit! Like I am, I don't know. There's some governor for me. I mean, for sure. me, the governor was having had a stroke. Yeah, and it was like, oh fuck! Like as I was just like pushing 200 pounds. And I should not be 200 pounds, not for my height. But at no point do I come across as a fat guy to most people, unless you're, you're really fit and judgy, you know, because I'm not high in my weight, you know. But uh, you're right. A big, big fucking country of fat, disgusting fucking people and fuck and all happy. those motherfuckers. Yeah. Fat and happy. We get to that uh, point in uh, middle age where all of a sudden if you don't have a few extra few extra chins. <laughs> do, you watch, do you watch the movies? Do you watch uh, the Pixar movies? The Pixar movies I probably haven't seen, but which one are we talking about? Uh, Wally. 
Wall E. I have Wall seen parts e. of it. I, okay. I, I have seen parts of it. At one point, you have all of these fat people that are on these, like, people movers. And they're on this okay. like, ship, and it's almost like this cruise of fat people on the thing. And it's just like, you know, where people become sedentary. And, like, they, it's, it's a, I got to watch that movie again. It actually is really good. It's before, it's like, you know, you, you have cars, and that, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, like, the movie, like, Up, they're just these very, you know, um, they're good stories. They're just sure, good, yeah. basic stories. It's not like uh, Shrek and pop culture jokes and whatever, for the most part. You may have had it a little bit in, in Cars and uh, a couple of other movies, but it's just a great story. Really good characters, really good stories. And uh, that, that one, it's just like, fuck, like, do we want to go in that direction? Do we want it to be this point where we're just all these, just, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't go out, we don't move, we don't do stuff. We're just, we have people movers. So, to me, that's kind of the fear with a lot of the AI discussion people, people are having. You know, if you get to the point where um, you're sitting there with this goggle thing on and you know, you're trying to do this virtual reality or, or AI thing, and uh, you know you're never moving. At some point, uh, is it even going to matter that you move? And um, are we going to get, as a society, are we going to get this point where all of a sudden we try to find this way just to say oh, that's okay, and we just find some way to, I don't know, put people into a some sort of a state where they can just sit there and be fat and put the headset on and you know just I don't know do you know, okay the, whatever you want to be on the headset is your reality so you, I'm out running a marathon oh actually you're sitting on your ass and you weigh 400 pounds but you got the headset on you're running a marathon you know I don't know <laughs> it's, it's well, I, I hope I hope not did, did you uh, did your kids play Pokemon Go did you have any opinion of Pokemon Go or any experience with it uh, they, they did a little bit they didn't get uh, over the top on it um, the the um, yeah, you know, I think it was okay. It was for me. It was strange. Uh, I was running actually through the park over here. We had a big, big park next to us, um, and uh, I was running one night, and it was just—it was like somebody had flipped the light switch. All of a sudden, there was all these people in the park, and everybody was walking around. Huh. And I noticed everybody, and, and I thought, okay, everybody's looking at their phones. And I thought these fuck these freaks—they're mm-hmm, looking at their mm-hmm. phones. I had no idea what they were doing. I thought they were somehow. All of a sudden, we just had a a crowd at the park and for whatever reason even though they were there they were looking at their phones and i was i was like i made a comment uh, to somebody who's like yeah, yeah there was a bunch of people at the park last night but these idiots were all still looking at their phones um and uh as it turns out <laughs> i figured out later why they were there you know but uh it did provide some exercise it well yeah and that's exactly it 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 it, it did force people to get out right so the, yeah they're still looking at their phone but it's a bunch of kids walking all over the place there were adults that were doing it you know so it's a huh that's not necessarily a bad thing no you know so, it's yeah. uh, you know so it's i mean it's not that it should be some weird fucking who I don't even know Nintendo owns Pokemon whoever the fuck owns Pokemon is like but in some ways it'd be like oh that got us moving you know if they if they can accomplish that, that that's great and they can do that without uh, you know people uh, uh, getting in uh, fights and squabbles over it when they're out there I know there was some of that stuff that was going on too where they were uh, uh, you know actual when people were <laughs> trying to. Right, so uh, so Irene and I we met on one of the it was we've connected on many dating apps, but the first one we met on was this Happen bullshit, which is like this weird stalker app, and so we went out in November two thousand fifteen, had a date. She was just sort of lonely and just wanted someone to buy her dinner. I was that sucker. The next time we met was right around. It was right around. Um, so that was in November 2015, a couple of days before, or a couple of days, right around Thanksgiving. And then the next time, it was like right around Valentine's Day, right? And I, I think it's always a bad idea to go on a date with a woman yeah. around a romantic holiday. Like, it's like there's no winning, right? If you go, and th- this happened with my ex-wife and I. My ex-wife and I went to, our first date was on February 12th. Wow. 1998 and uh i had to buy her flowers for valentine i didn't have to but i did i might not have kids you know what it's not a bad thing i might not have my amazing kids even though my daughter's fucking 
asshole. Um, because I'm an asshole. Um, and don't get me started on her mom. Uh, but so, you know, so Irene and I went on a date right around Valentine's Day. And then I don't think we communicated for another few months. And then over the summer, she loves the Jersey Shore and Asbury Park. And she knows that I live down that way. So she thought of me about me and she sent me a text. Again, she was probably lonely and going through some weird bullshit, but she had no interest in me. Like she's five foot nine, I'm five foot seven, I'm too short for her. Nothing has happened. Basically, no, something plenty has happened for her. She's gotten a couple of free meals and gets to talk to some guy that she has no interest in. When she's lonely. Um, and then I think it got to a point where I, more and more, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, fuck this. This is just stupid. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll hang out one more time. And I ended up working on a TV show. And this is right around late August, early September 2016. And my hours are crazy stupid when I'm working on a TV show. Like, well, I was working with a the theatrical team, sort of driving vans, and you're talking about fucking a 16-hour day sometimes. So she lived in Brooklyn. I live an hour and a half. Like, I don't need to make my 16-hour day a fucking 20-hour day. So I ended up staying there, and then it worked out. And then before you know it, um, we were hanging out, and we weren't dating. We were just sort of whatever. It was a weird open relationship. And then, and then so now it's been fucking almost two and a half years, but not consecutive, right? Like, it's like, how do you calculate the math of a relationship when, you know, do the first six, seven months even count when you went on three dates and the other person was using you? I say no. <laughs> you I know? say no. I say no. No. So anyway... So it's on again, off again, mostly off again, whatever. And the thing is that she has feelings for me. And I'm not going to say I don't have feelings for her. I do. I like her. She's all right. And she drives me fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, feelings. Sometimes they're positive. I mean, they're short-lived positive feelings. But um, so so anyway, so she has lived in uh, Brooklyn her entire life. She's lived in the same place for about 10 years. She's moving to New Orleans tomorrow. Thank Ooh, fucking God. God. I would love to be going to New Orleans. To New Orleans really? Tomorrow. I, I love yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. We yeah, I've, I've not spent a lot of time there. We've uh, vacationed there for uh, the last, I think, three years. Uh, for spring break, we, we usually go to New Orleans to take the kids. The kids love New Orleans. It's fucking fantastic. It's, When's it's spring fun. break this year? When is it? Uh, for us, it's like uh, around March fifteenth, in, in that March. Uh, that week. Yeah, you think you're going this year? Uh, well, we're, we're planning to go to Denver, but uh, Zoe has been making uh, a strong overtures uh, towards the idea that she is a little freaked out that we're not going to New Orleans. Mm, okay. You know. All right. Well, let me know if you go. Okay. Yeah. Because if you go, I might go. Because Irene, uh, she's leaving tomorrow, which is uh, February 6th, and she plans to be there until the end of April. Okay. So, has she got somebody's place she's staying, or how's that work? So, yeah, okay, so so Irene has never been out of, like, she's never lived outside of Brooklyn. Hmm. And, you know, so you get into this point in your life where you kind of like you get to your little stagnant, you're in this whole thing, and, you know, you can't get away from who you are. So you're kind of like, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I, I, I've encouraged her, right? Like, not because I'm, I want to be away from her. I, I encourage her because it'd be like, I think that sometimes change is good and like pushing yourself outside of your, you know, comfort level and yeah. moving somewhere different, cool to experience whatever is a great thing, potentially, right? Even if it doesn't work out you know it's it's probably there's probably some value in it so she's going there and um i i'm not really thinking about what it is like she asks all the time like are we in a relationship i was like well i'd be remiss to say no we're not in a relationship but are we like boyfriend and girlfriend i'm 46 i don't know that we're boyfriend and girlfriend i don't even know what the fuck that means right like like, it's like i I mean we're yeah we have a relationship is it a good relationship is it happening no there are moments that are okay a lot of times so she's at my apartment right now and she's in the other room, and already it's like, I don't want to be in my kid's hot room with a fucking laughing so hard crying emoji and a fucking princess nutcracker character and 
although the sound i think is better in here i think this is my new fucking studio <laughs> um good, yeah. but you know it yeah i don't know i picked her up okay. last night it's and here we are um but if she's gonna be there and new orleans seems cool i'll hang out down there i've only been so, there once or twice for as much as uh, you and i have talked which is quite a bit and uh i have not uh, we uh, you and uh, well irene and i have exchanged uh, just the briefest of words just this evening um, <laughs> the briefest of words we had words well you words. didn't she did, didn't you guys actually communicated once a little bit, yeah. Briefly. A year ago, when I was with her on New Year's, I think that you guys both made a joke at my expense on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I the the very little that I know about her, and I've, I've uh, like you know done some Instagram stalking kind of stuff. Um, here's mm-hmm. here's my my bold prediction: she's going to get to New Orleans, and she's not going to come back. Um, I agree. I I I I think that would be might be potentially really good for her. It is a it is a delightful place. It really is. It's and uh, it, you know the 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 culture. The uh, um, you've got um, it is the most. Uh, it's it's like a, the, the biggest melting pot you're going to find in the United States. I think as far as people go, mm-hmm. um, the music is unbelievable. The nightlife. The um, there's a fucking parade like every day. <laughs> she's and she's in, she's into the vintage scene, which I'm sure there's a lot uh, of that. Huge, she's a burlesque huge, dancer. Huge, she huge. has fucking she's she already has gigs lined up yeah. down there. So when we got we got down there the first time, um, my daughter Zoe, who's who's she's fairly uh, she's she's uh, I'm not saying she's dramatic, but she can be dramatic. But she she definitely likes uh, the, the the theatrical the theatrical side of things. So we get down there, and if uh, the ghost tour thing is big in New Orleans, uh, okay, uh, they, they do like around the French Quarter. There's um, on any given night, there's um, probably uh, 15 different ghost tours going on. Where there's somebody, um, they they lead these things, and and there might be uh, 20 or 30 people on a tour, and they're they're up and down the street, they're all over, and uh, they they do also the same thing in the in the cemeteries and various versions of these around New Orleans. They've got stories to tell in New Orleans. There's there's some crazy places. There's some crazy stories there's there's some some uh, houses and some some things that have gone on there and some um some uh a lot of them maybe are, are stories perhaps that um, have been uh carried down through the years that uh, may or may not be uh, true but there's a lot of they, they they weave a lot of actual history into these stories that is true uh to make it to the point where it's very believable and um, so we had this this woman, this uh, this girl, this uh, that was leading the the tour that we went on the first time, and she's, I'm guessing she's about uh, 22, maybe something like that, blonde hair girl. She's uh, um, a pretty gal, and she's very very flamboyantly dressed. She's she's got um, period uh, clothing on. She's got um, so looking like maybe she's dressed out of the 20s or something like that. She's got a beaded uh, sort of a uh, leopard uh, leopard skin pillbox hat, if I'm going to quote a Bob Dylan song, um, and she's got. Um, everything about her, she's she's just very, very quaffed, is the best word I can come up with for it. Um, and she's doing this tour, and she's she tells these stories that are like amazing about uh, every place we stopped, and to the point where um, I look around at the kids, and they they're just like their jaws are they're like dropped, and they're looking at her, and they're just they're believing every fucking word she's saying about whatever she's talking about. And there is the spot where the woman jumped off the top of the building, and her ghost arose from there, and blah blah blah. But um, the thing that's freaky about it is they're telling you these stories, and even as an as an adult, you're trying to say, "All right, how much of this is bullshit? This is kind of crazy." Blah blah blah. But then they walk you around in the dark. Generally, the end of the tour comes around. You're in the back of this. There's a um, near uh, in the main square of you know the Jackson uh, Square area, which is the main uh, middle of the uh, the oldest part of the French Quarter, where they've got this um, this Catholic church, this cathedral, the Catholic church there on the back side of the Catholic Church where they lead you around in the dark there's this big Jesus that's standing there with his arms outstretched and you got this big shadow of this touchdown Jesus thing that is up on this top of this back of this church that is um, so you got this uh, shadow of Jesus holding his hands out and it's like a, this hundred foot tall shadow that sticks up in the middle of the dark and it's I mean if, if that if the fucking Holy Ghost doesn't scare the hell out of you nothing's gonna and uh, New Orleans is it's it's got it all. It's got all that going on, and the f- the food is amazing. The music, yeah, the food. The food I, I remember being good. The music, I I don't remember when I was down there. I know the first time I was supposed to go down there was uh, 
right after September 11th, 2001, yeah. and that trip got canceled. And so, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obvious reasons. We discovered something last trip that I didn't know exists. Um, there's a, um, if you go um, down into the French Quarter, there's a, if you go down right by the waterfront of Mississippi there, there's a, uh, there's a ferry. Well, first there's this like big f- open air farmers market thing down there that's really that's really cool that goes year round, um, and but right down by there there's a, a ferry and the ferry goes across the Mississippi, um, like every like probably uh, maybe every forty minutes or so the ferry goes across Mississippi and it goes across to this uh, other part of Mississippi of of uh, there's another town I guess south of New Orleans that's across the river it's called Algiers uh, uh, Algiers Point maybe or something like that but Algiers is God, God that place is amazing too it's got this little there's a little bar down in Algiers we went in there and um, there's been like a dozen movies that have been shot parts of the movies have been shot in this bar and it's just this Oh, it's just this uh, place that you can tell has been there forever, and that's and that's kind of like New Orleans is. I mean, it's it's a the city's been owned by the French, by the it's been owned by Spain. Uh, it was uh, the United States had it and then gave it back at one point, and, and they've got all these you know there's all these cultures, all these religions, all this crazy stuff that's going on, and it's all right there. It's 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 I love it. I, I just it's it's amazing to me. I and I, I look at pictures of New Orleans literally every fucking day. I do. Do you, do you do you think you could move there? I, I would there? love to move there. I would love to spend yeah? time there. I really would. I really would. Um, it's, and the um, girls like it? Like all of them. I'm talking about your oh, yeah. wife. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. They've not been down there, though, in the in the heat of the heat of the heat. And uh, it gets, uh, you know, it's it's humid as fuck, and, which I like. And it it's, gets hot and stays hot you know, over the summer, and they've not been there for that. So um, whether they would uh, wilt, uh, you know, when that actually goes on or, or enjoy that, I'm not sure. But um, the girls absolutely love it. They, they think it's like the, the bomb diggity. Because, the, God, there's so much to, I mean, even for kids, there's, uh, you know... And, I, I've heard people say, you know, disparaging, oh, you're taking your kids around where people are pissing on the street or blah, blah, blah. You know. <laughs> um, is it that, okay, maybe that there are parts of, uh, I have to admit, my first 10 minutes in New Orleans scared the fucking hell out of me. It really did. We came in in the dark and we um, drove with, This is with the family? With the family, we drove in. Uh, the first time I was there, we drove in in the dark and we had, uh, I had the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, address of the place we we're staying at which is a we did a airbnb thing down on the ninth ward how long and ago was this not that long ago like four years three four years ago three years wow ago. um ninth ninth ward okay we've got this place we're staying at which i know is is, is nice because we have seen all the pictures and read the reviews and everything but um to get there from where the the uh you know where the um, navigation was telling us we drove through this little neighborhood where there is still shit in a lot of areas, at least in the Ninth Ward, where there's still lots of shit there that's still there from Katrina, uh, 12, hmm. 13 years later. There's still right. a lot of shit there. And so we came down this this street, and there was a boat land sideways in the street with graffiti all over it. And there's a bunch of uh, ne'er-do-wells uh, that are, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of jamokes that are up to something no good and uh, you know you're seeing them in the headlight and there's like a dog walking across the street and, and all this graffiti all over hell and it's rough it's it looks it looks really bad and i'm thinking holy fuck what the hell did we get into here but then you get we got past that pretty quick and got got out of that area and where we ended up staying was was really nice uh and uh yeah you just uber yourself around and it's like fucking fantastic it's it's like uh it's like it's it's really great. I mean, How does it compare to other places you've been? I mean, you've traveled quite a bit in the I U.S. Have, yeah, yeah. I think from a cultural standpoint, like I said, the idea that there's a parade somewhere every day. As an example, I told you I look at pictures of New Orleans every day. Uh, I saw a picture uh, recently uh, within the last few months. Um, Wynton Marsalis, uh, who um, is a um, jazz trumpeter. Uh, it was for a while on, I think, The Tonight Show, led the band. Well, there are two of them, uh, Branford and Winton. Brand, I can't remember which one was on The Tonight Show, but yes, well, I... Yeah, they're, they're from New Orleans, 
And so um, the matriarch of their family, their, I think it was uh, their mother, passed away uh, a couple months ago. And um, in New Orleans, they, they have these funeral parades. And the funeral parades begin um, very somber. Uh, you know, everybody's, they, they move very slowly. It's very somber. And the music is very, very, uh, you know, slow-paced at the beginning. And then as it gets um, going and it gets further, further, further into the into the parade, um, the music gets more lively until the end. It's, it's a celebration. So it goes from somber to a celebration. And uh, they showed these pictures and uh, they, all the musicians um, that were playing in the band at this parade, uh, about the majority of them anyway, were the Marsalis family, you know, the Alton Bradford, Winton, um, a bunch of them were in this band that was playing. That's the kind of shit you run into in New Orleans. You, you may walk around a corner and all of a sudden there's this bam, this thing hits you and it's like, holy fuck. This right, this thing, like, it's, a, it's like a happening. It's like a thing that's just unbelievable. organically yeah. going on. Yes. Like, I, like, I shouldn't even be privy to this. I shouldn't experience, like, what the fuck? Okay, It's yeah. just a thing, right? Yes. It's amazing. It, and it truly is. And uh, I love the people. I, I, that whole, um, there's the, the, um, the, the, this Creole culture that exists down there. Um, there's these people that, you know, you look at, you know, we're, we're joking around with race, racial stuff earlier, but you know, there's these people that live down there, these Creole people that, um, they're, they're gorgeous people. They're mm -hmm. green-eyed, kind of yeah, light -skinned, yeah, yeah, but sort of darkish, light-skinned. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes freckly, beautiful curly hair. You like look at this people going, God, this is like the you know, and they and they got that uh, Cajun you know accent thing going on. It's like you, you, it's it's just intriguing. It was like holy shit, you know. It's like who the fuck is this person? They they could they could. Yeah, I could sell you anything. It seems like, yeah, but uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's a great great city. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I haven't spent enough time down there. I, I I did go once. I have a lot of video. Like I actually have like a full on video of my ex wife and I having dinner. And I think it was before we were married. Um, no, it was probably after we were married. Before we had kids. And I remember we were having uh, what do you not not shrimp but like prawns. Yeah. Is, is there a difference between shrimp and prawns? I don't know. Uh, prawns are I think bigger, but I, well, anyway, it was bigger. all you can eat, right? And, yeah. and 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 like I fucking have an entire fucking meal of she and I just talking. Well, Again, before there, kids, and I'm like, and I and like like I I like recording real life. I like con like. There's something about it, like I, I don't, I didn't share it with anyone. I haven't, I've, I don't think I've, ever, maybe I've watched it once and probably not even watched the whole thing. But there was something, and it wasn't just the drinking and the food. There was something that was maybe you know. There's so many things to it. The time in my life, being down there, like it felt very free and relaxing. Like there wasn't a care in the world, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. Run the game, they were. But it, it, in some instances, uh, people got too uh, too wacky about it. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I um, you know, I did mention that I was drinking this Belgian white beer, you know, Blue right. Moon, and uh, I just Belgian white. No, it's it's got um, Valencia orange peel. It's brewed with Valencia orange peel. Um, you're supposed to you're supposed to throw the orange peel in. Yeah, there. yeah, I didn't do that. I don't have any oranges, but. Uh, you know, it, it's. I feel a little bit better about having these beers because um, I did ride my bicycle five miles today. Now, I rode it earlier today. It was a folding bike. And now, you know, as a runner, five miles on a bicycle is not a lot. But it's more than doing nothing. It's Yeah, that's a good thing, I think. Right. Yeah, and it was good. And, and it was, even though it was a relatively cold day, probably in, like, maybe the late 20s. Oh, my God, the fucking cat is so wow. needy right now. It's okay yeah, for the cat yeah. to make it. And uh, anyway, so I, um, so I have, you know, I have Irene over. 
Irene is, you know, my burlesque dancing lady friend. Okay. I was wondering how you're going to describe that because of her various <laughs> descriptions. And I know, right? Is, it's, it's, she is, you said moving? She's moving, right? Okay, 